0: there green future growers thanks for joining us today if you're new to the show I hope you'll subscribe on iTunes or your favorite Android app and let's get growing everyone can you hear me is this recording oh it is so it is Thursday May 30th 2019 and I just thought I would give a little update because I did an interview this morning for the first time in a long time and I feel like I haven't talked on my mic very much and just wanted to, um, say happy spring. So the 2019 Organic Gardener podcast challenge is over from this spring and I'm thinking of doing, uh, like a summer solstice challenge, which is actually coming up really quick here. June 20th would be the summer solstice, right? Um, so get ready to hear a little bit about that, and just uh I got a new job started the beginning of May and I just love it. And it's been super busy. I'm working in a restaurant again and just, um, learning a ton from different cooks. So much good food. The recipes are just like, they use cilantro like you would not believe. And just, um, and it's fun because a lot of the cooks have gardens. So we talk about growing herbs and I'm just, um, learning a ton of things there and getting, um, really fit and some really obscure thing happened. So I ended up getting a massage at this, um, health club that I joined where near the restaurant that I just love as well. Um, and I cannot tell you like how, wonderful it is to get in the garden after having that done. So if you've never tried massage therapy, it is like, like, I always thought it was just like sitting on a table and being pampered for the 30 minutes you're there and then you go away. But I am telling you, my body feels like it can move. And I know all you gardeners out there are working hard and your backs are sore and I wish I could get Mike to go, but just like, don't think of it like it is a huge part of your health. And so... I'm just sharing that with you anyway. Um, so what's going on in the garden? I have like the worst confession to make. I made, <clears throat> so I ordered the mason bees, the rent mason bees from my episode with Olivia Shangro And if you haven't listened to that, you should definitely listen to it. And the interview I did with Dr. Anthony Methylopoulos, who has a podcast called Pollination, but he is also like the special pollinator specialist from, um, Oh, where is he at the university in Oregon? And he just like teaches about bees. He teaches the five, like five bees you can recognize. And, um, 10 tips that you can do in your garden to help bring in pollinators and beneficial insects and bees, especially, I think his like specialty is bees, but, and then Olivia Shangro, um, from Rent Mason bees. So we ordered the bee kit and I completely bombed and I'm scared. I just got an email from her and she said I should open it up and look in there today. Um, but I am completely embarrassed. I'm like, I didn't see, I missed something in the instructions and, Um, anyway, I don't think our bees made it and I think I'm either going to have to order new ones or I don't know. So I'm really bummed about that. But in the meantime, the, they came right when our trees were just starting to bloom and our, um, apple trees and our pear trees are totally prolific this year and just, um, It would have been a great time to have them. And then some of the other things, if you're not in the Facebook group and you don't follow me on Facebook, and I've been taking lots of videos of what Mike's been doing down in the mini farm and different things. I haven't posted that much, but, um, like one surprising update was like, so last summer I did my buckwheat project and I did two beds with, um, that I planted buckwheat seed in and one I... Uh, what's it called? Chop and drop. So I cut all the buckwheat and um, planted my raspberries in there. And then the other bed, I just let go to seed. And I was so worried that that other bed, because they told me once you get buckwheat, you're never gonna get, you're never gonna get rid of it. So. The bed that I chopped and dropped that have the raspberries that I transplanted from my neighbor is completely full of buckwheat. It's coming up just, um, again. So I don't know this time I'm going to try to chop and drop it sooner. I'm not going to let it go to seed at all. But the other bed where I did let it go to seed is completely full of quack grass and there is no buckwheat coming up in it. And it's going to be a nightmare. And I need like, that is one of my projects I'm hoping to get done Um, and we're thinking of putting blueberries in there. I did get two blueberry plants from Lowe's. I bought some at Lowe's and some at Home Depot and I took the Home Depot ones back. They were just like, they were practically dead by the time I put them in the ground. Their roots were like two inches long. Whereas the plants from Lowe's, which were like $2 more was all, I think they were $9.99 and the ones at Home Depot were like $7.99. The ones from Lowe's were super healthy and I put, we got them in early April. So I put one in the ground and covered it with cover crop, um, row cover, and left it out there. And the other one we kept in the greenhouse. And the other one is much bigger. Um, But both of them are doing pretty good and they're thriving. What they really need for me is more water. And again, I am struggling with water. So that's kind of like my little garden journey so far this spring. We want to get at least one more blueberry plant, if not two more um i just haven't i don't know why i haven't gotten them yet and then um i planted some lettuce that didn't germinate uh didn't do well so i'm going to have to redo that i made like a pea sign of lettuce um, and I was thinking, didn't we just plant lettuce there? But actually I went back and I don't think we've had a pea sign of lettuce in this spot in five years at least, which is what Mike just said. He knew just right off the bat. Um, and then I planted some arugula this spring and I tried so hard to do succession planting. And did I? know? And my arugula didn't bolt, but I tasted it this morning and it's so spicy. I miss that tender Baby, I mean, you could do some stuff with this arugula, but it's really like past its prime. I should have picked it sooner. So, those are definitely some of my challenges going this year. And then again, working like, I've been coming home just so tired, I can't even think of like going to the garden and doing anything. But, um, today I'm feeling good. So, maybe that will, I will get down there. And then I don't know what else. Oh, let's see. So, what's Mike doing in the mini farm? So, the first thing he did was he dug up, um, with the broad fork and planted five rows of potatoes. And the really cool thing about it was they were all potatoes that he, all the seed potatoes that he had saved. So we didn't have to buy any potato seeds this year. Um, He's put beets in for some reason. Like even though I did my seed inventory, we seem to have a shortage of golden beet seeds. So I don't think we're going to have as many of those this year as we would have liked, um, he's got radishes in Swiss chard. I don't know. I forgot. Did we get some kale in the ground? Did he get some kale? Cause I've done nothing. I did plant some sunflowers on earth day. I don't think I'm having any success there. Cause I think I just scattered them places. And I don't think my sunflower seeds that I saved, um, were doing much for germination. I don't know why it could be again, my lack of watering. And I've been thinking where I did have some flowers last year. I bought like just some organic lentils at the store and I was thinking I should just cut these down and plant these lentils and that will help the soil grow. Whether I get lentils from them or not, I didn't really care, but I didn't do that. I was looking at that this morning. Um, everywhere I planted my butterfly flowers last year is coming up in oregano again. Um, Let's see. What else? Mike's been talking about where he's going to plant his corn. Oh, I'm sure he has carrots in. He has lots of carrots in. Um, he's going to plant the green beans. I think he had the green bean seeds out today. So May 30th, pretty close here. Um, we did think it was, I think it was 42 degrees yesterday. So I don't know that's, what's going on in our gardens. Um, I would love to hear if you want to email me or post on Facebook, what's growing in your garden and just, um, I hope everything's going great and I hope you've been enjoying the podcast. I have, I had 20 episodes in the bank. I think I'm down to 15, so I'm getting caught up. I'm almost up to the end of February, I think, although I did find one from January. But, um, again, I just love all my listeners and my guests and, um, I just feel like we all learn a ton and I hope you're enjoying it and if you have any questions, you know, reach out to us. The number one question I got last summer, I'm already getting again, uh, what to do with a organic um, lawn uh, landscape. So uh, what to do if you're full of weeds? I have a friend, excuse me, they moved into a new house in December and the spring she's like, oh my God, my yard is full of dandelions. What do I do? And she wants to spray weed and feed, but she knows that's not good, but she just wants to get rid of them. She feels like she's you know, and I'm like, no, I'm like, we can solve this. I'm like, I came up with like, I actually got out my garden journal and like did a little design, like drew her house. And I was like here, this is where I would put perennials, like some peonies, maybe, um, some irises, some echinacea, maybe stuff that's going to come back that she's not going to have to do a lot of, um, you know, work with over the years. I was like, here's where I would put your herb bed. Here's where I would put some roses. And then the funny thing was, um, when I went to show it to her, right like opposite where I had put the roses, like on the different side of the house, but right in front of the house, um, there are roses already growing there. So I was like, Oh, well then let's just move this over here and she was like, Oh, that's cool. So hopefully um and then I was looking at the soil and looking at her grass where all these dandelions are, and there is Definitely. It is not healthy looking soil. So, you know, they need to add some amendments either. Like Mike saw some free goat manure on our Facebook, local Facebook group, so they could go get some of that and spread it. I mean, Mike and I have really spread a lot of manure. And then another thing I was thinking, like Patty Armister chimed in, I think, or somebody, I like posted the question in the Facebook group. One person was, I'm pretty sure it was Patty Armister was saying that it shows a lack of calcium in the soil. So you could do a soil test, but we were there for, um, and I was just, like, looking down. I'm like, you you know, you just tell that soya. I was like, I would plant a lot of clover. But I think her other problem is she just has too much lawn. And, like, so that's why I said I did a little design. I was like, here's where I would put, like, some perennial beds. Because like, I knew she doesn't want to do a garden that takes a lot of, um, work. She doesn't want to do a lot of growing vegetables this year, but I was like, you know, you could have like an herb garden over here, which is pretty much, you know, like I said, my oregano is more like a weed. Like I'm always having to cut it back. So that would be a good thing to have growing there. Um, basil would be a good thing. Cause I know they like pesto. Um, although basil obviously is not a perennial it's an annual that you have to plant every year but I would put tons of chives because um chives would bring in the bees and the pollinators and just chives come back every year you know I've always had a huge sage plant or a tarragon plant like you could just make like a really pretty little herb bed and put some rocks and just get rid of some of that lawn and I think it would define her space because it's pretty much just house You know, there's those bushes, like I said, in front of the house, the rose bushes on the one side, um, and then lawn all the way out to the street. And so it would be nice if there was like some, you know, garden borders, I think. Anyway, so that was kind of interesting. But, um, if you have troubles with your lawn, you're trying to figure out what to do. Um, you know, I think there's definitely, and it's not going to happen right away. You're not going to get rid of all your dandelions. Oh, the other thing I was thinking is like, I don't know if they have a lawnmower that has like a bag, like if you're just like cutting those, you know, dandelion seeds, they're going to spread more if you're just like sending them out, you know, onto the lawn. Whereas if you bag them up and I'm pretty sure you can put them right in your compost and it will decompose. You're not going to get a ton of dandelions out of your compost, but I can't be a hundred percent sure about that. But I'm 90% sure. Um, we put our dandelions into the compost. So that's what makes me think it. Um, and the dandelions are good for the bees. It's food for the bees right now where there's not much else growing in Montana. Um, but I have to say her lawn is like, I don't know, 75% dandelions. There's a lot of dandelions, whereas our healthy soil is mostly lawn and there's some dandelions here and there. And so, like I said, if she would put some, um, you know, healthy, you know, I can't, she says she's too busy for a compost pile, you know, I don't understand how people can be like that, but you know, what are you going to do? So, um they're not going to have compost to throw on their lawn, but if they could, you know, like I said, there was free goat manure that you could have access to on our Facebook group. Like, you know, there's things you can um get to help your lawn to, to help nutrient. Like AJ talked about spring molasses. Um get some molasses, mix it with water, um and spray that on there and that will bring nutrients. So, uh, it will help make your lawn healthier. So anyway, just a short little 14 minute May, 2013 update here. And so, um, the other thing I wanted to mention, I wrote a little post somewhere, but how many people actually read the details in the podcast thing was that I am as frustrated with my sound as you probably are. Um, it makes it take so much longer to edit because I'm constantly, I don't know why, it, it sounds right when I'm listening to it, but then when I go and listen to my podcast in my car, it's either I'm too loud or then I try to turn me down and then I was, couldn't hear me. Um, I just don't know what to do about that or why I'm having so many problems. And just, uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely aware of it and trying to do what I can do to minimize it. And so, um, I don't know if anybody has any suggestions, (laughs) if you know of something that I can do. So, uh, anyway, I hope you're enjoying spring. If you have any questions, if there's any guests that you loved, especially would like to hear more from or topics like I know people had asked me about mason bees. So that's where I got Olivia to come on. I know people have asked me about edible weeds. I am trying to get, I got the books, um, about the, um, oh, what is he? The fungi guy and talk to him and we were going to do an interview and he wanted me to read the book. So they, I think I've renewed them from the library twice. I still have got, I have like a stack of gardening books that I got from the library of Lisa Ziegler's new book. I have, um, Anna Hesse's new book and I've been wanting to do like some kind of Facebook reviews of them. I just, um, have not had time. So, uh, I don't know. Happy spring and hope all is well. And, uh, let's get growing. If you know somebody who would benefit from the Organic Gardener podcast, we would just love it if you would share it with a friend. Thanks again for listening and remember to grow.